Taking off in five, four, three, two. Yo, 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 it's your boy T-O-S, you know. It's your boy Fake O'Rain, real name Addy Play, all games, all gimmicks. Yo, it's the motherfucking Fade Podcast, the one-stop shop for everything TV, media, film related, along with any other goddamn thing we want to talk about, coming to you live, direct, the still to, yet to, to be named studio, coming to you at some point in the next century. Um, yeah, uh, we are back in the motherfucking building, back in the building. Um, we have no time to waste uh, we're just going to jump right into the festivities. Uh, we, of course, as you all can already see, we see and hear, uh, we have our our, our resident uh, filler, uh, <laughs> uh, Addy Play, uh, all games, all gimmicks, uh, joining us. I, I appreciate you, my brother. Um, with of course, man. Said, and you know, I had to I had to come correct today and color coordinate with you. You know, it's green on like green it. on green. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's too much green. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna make people throw up. I don't. I don't know why I have that feeling. Uh, but uh, if for our YouTube watchers, uh, which they won't even see this clip anyways, but no, yeah, no. <laughs> throw up. Um, okay. Let, let's just jump into uh, uh, into what we got going on today. Uh, let's do a little summary of of all the things we're gonna talk about. We're going to uh, chop it up about uh, a, a movie here that um, you know. Might be uh, a little bit of an interesting conversation, uh, considering that we both have pretty strong feelings about this particular movie, uh, or maybe lack thereof. I don't know. Maybe it can go either way on that one. I don't know. Um, but uh, but we are doing our press play today on uh, The Midnight Sky. Uh, we are, of course, uh, then going to jump into doing uh, a reaction to both uh, to two trailers, one for Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, as well as uh, uh superman and lois uh that's a cw show that's that's going to be coming out uh in the near future uh and then we got a little bit of a black queen controversy uh apparently uh this so bridgington is that how you fucking say it bridgerton know. bridgerton um bridgerton. Uh, apparently there's some some controversy uh as far as uh having a black queen uh, I don't know why I had to say it like that, but I did. Uh, I have no regrets. Um, <laughs> uh, and then we're going to round it all up, man. Of course, we just turned a page on 2020 into 2021. Um, so we are, of course, going to talk about our top films from 2020. Uh, no use in talking about the movies we hated because they're in the past. We wish we didn't watch them anyways. Why bring them up again? Right. Um, so we're <laughs> going to talk about our top you know, movies and shows from 2020 that we loved uh very dearly uh so with that being said we're going to just jump right into the festivities we're going to do our, our usual segment here uh last week next week uh so first things first uh last week what i can uh, kind of point out and talk about of course the new year uh you know uh, i'd be remiss if i didn't bring up the fact that we turned the page on 2020 uh left it in the rear view uh, into 2021, which I've, you know, what's so funny about that is there's no guarantee that this year is going to be any better. Uh, there's, <laughs> you know, there's, uh, just because the date changed doesn't mean a goddamn thing. We're still dealing with the same shit that, <laughs> that we were dealing with in 2020. Uh, that doesn't seem to be going anywhere anytime soon. Um, but, uh, alas, uh, that's, you know, obviously something that was very significant that happened last week. Uh, my next week, uh, what we're getting as far as uh, movies and, and shows go, uh, we're getting uh, the history of swear words, uh, which is, of course, hosted by um, 
uh, Nicolas Cage. So we're getting that next week. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that, uh, at least somewhat. Uh, and uh, yeah, you, you got anything for last week, next week? I'm looking forward to History of Swear Words, but I'm curious why Nicolas Cage versus Sam Jackson. Why not? Why not? I mean, Nicholas Cage, Sam, Sam, Jackson, Sam is, Jackson is like the motherfucker with the swear words. <laughs> That's virtual. I'm sure he'll make an appearance. I know they do. I guess, hope so, uh, man. It's yeah. it's not it's not a swear words history unless you have the man who uses motherfucker in every single movie he's ever done. Yeah, at this point, they just put it in there because they know people want it. If, if you don't yeah. have uh, a movie that has Samuel L. Jackson say motherfucker, like if you have him, but you don't have him say motherfucker, then you failed as a scriptwriter. It situation. is why I pay $17 to go see the movie. Yeah. Um, or well, you used to pay seventeen dollars. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> whatever, whatever it, it costs on your subscription service of choice. Um, but uh, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, that is our last week. Next week, um, yeah. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as always, we got play for you guys. Uh, this time we are bringing you the uh the movie the midnight sky which uh yeah it's it was something i guess uh but um yeah uh, so we're, we're gonna do first things first uh as always what did you find relatable about this particular movie uh this was directed by george clooney uh written by other people uh, that I didn't have the note up for. So I'm going to stall while I get that together. Um, but no, it was written by uh, Lily uh, Brooks uh, Dalton. I guess it's based off of a book uh, as well as Mark L. Smith, uh, who wrote the uh, the screenplay for it. Uh, what did you find relatable about Midnight Sky? Just on relatability, I'm not talking about anything else plot wise characters, mm-hmm. just re- relatability. I think we all have that. Uh, thought about all right what would i do if i was the last man on earth or you know if society just you know went to the shitter you know am i gonna be you know denzel from book of eli or am i gonna be george clooney from the midnight sky i related to george clooney because i would be the guy cooped up doing nothing waiting to die that's about as relatable this movie to me as a guy like if there's a zombie apocalypse for example i'm not running I'm not shooting. I'm waiting. I'm going to die. I'm going to imagine a couple of things here and there. That is the weakest I'm shit good. I've ever heard. <laughs> Just, I'm good, man. <laughs> like as soon as it happens, Addy's already given up. He's like, it's over. We're done here. Exactly. That's how relatable this movie was to me. I'm like, yeah, fuck dialysis. I'm not doing dialysis. I'm just letting it happen. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Immediately give up. Um, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't suspect you would be alone in that. Um, uh, in, in that, uh, from that approach. Uh, honestly, I think it depends on what happens for me, right? It depends on what kind of apocalypse we're dealing with, right? Like, if it's an apocalypse of like fucking like an endless stream of spiders from the sky. Yeah. It's over. Like, let's just, (laughs) let's just call this thing a wrap. We'll just, you know, hopefully, you know, uh, people are right when they talk about reincarnation and, uh, or, uh, or, or, you know, that, that we just basically redo the life, you know, over again. Uh, because at that point I'll just give up, you know, it's over. Uh, but if it's something else like zombies, I can run through a couple zombies, you know what I mean? I can, 
We can we can do that a little bit. I don't have. Are you going out of your way to find people you've hated or disliked to see if they're zombies <laughs> and just no, chop I, them down? <laughs> for, for for one, I don't have that good of a memory to like really think about this. And two, I don't. I know. I, I just don't care. I, I don't. Oh, I know. Hate, I, I, know okay, I know one person. I know one person you go after, who's man. That? Who's that? Who do I go after? The guy from the twenty or forty-eight hour film festival who was laughing his ass off. As you were trying to upload your film at the very last second, you remember that guy? What guy? Yeah, you were you were at the festival. You had to meet the deadline to get the video uploaded, and there was a guy from another production company just laughing his ass off. I do not really see. This is what I'm talking about. Oh, I, I don't even man. remember. <laughs> man, you were pissed off. Really. Like no, you like, were like, I, you were like, I'm going to come back with a better film just to rub it in that guy's face. I, I do not read. Like, I literally have no record. I must have blocked it out, dude. I, I have no Anna and I that. still have conversations about that day. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, so that guy standing. Yeah. Uh, I feel like in a zombie apocalypse, I, I you know, I'll I, find I him for out. you. I'll That's venture enough. out. Yeah. That'll be my one day. <laughs> there you go. That'll be your your Christmas gift to me that year is, is a fire yeah. guy. Um, but, uh, but yeah, what I found relatable about this movie, uh, if I could say so myself, um, is, uh, this, yeah, th- th- this idea of, um, you know, cause George Clooney, he plays this, uh, th- this guy, uh, Augustine, um, and, uh, he has this like deep regret in life in terms of choosing between your, you know what you feel like is like your mission in life or like your professional goal in life and then choosing like a personal you know uh you know starting a family doing all that being having relationships uh and he clearly chose the professional side you know because he has a relationship with this woman and then she's like hey i'm although this is like you know a perfect example of just like a deadbeat dad situation mm-hmm. <laughs> uh with him but we'll get into that a little later um but I kind of have this 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 thing too, where it's just like it's tough, man, to decide. Hey, you know, do we want to start a family, figure all that out, or do you want to really find this thing that's going to be really time consuming, um, you know, professionally speaking, um, and not leave you with much time or space uh, capacity to do, you know, other things. Uh, and so I think that's kind of what I find relatable about uh, this 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 film uh, is is that aspect of it. Is is is, I, and we didn't get much of it, you know, or I don't think it was necessarily done in the best of ways, but that aspect of it of trying to kind of uh, choose between your profession um and and uh and and you personally i think um that really resonated with me you know um and and i think that that's something that a lot of people deal with is is you know especially in our society as as it is today especially here in america where you know uh <laughs> you know between fucking you know you know, sky high fucking, you know, rent and, uh, you know, expenses, uh, you know, uh, and, and all that, like a lot of people are focusing purely on their career, you know, forget starting a family because I can't, I literally can't fucking afford to start a family, you know, uh, not, not in this fucking, you know, uh, economy. So, uh, yeah. Um, so, so that's what I could definitely say. I, I found relatable, uh, about this film. Um, yeah, man, you yeah. went all poetic. I went morbid, and you're just like, yeah, I don't know, a family life can't afford it. And I'm just like, nah, I'm dying. That's what's happening. I'm dying. It's over. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so uh, along with that, obviously, we could jump into the plot uh, uh, 
of the movie. Um, so so to, to give everybody the fucking summary about this film, basically, it's just a movie uh, about a dude. Uh, there's like a, some sort of post apocalyptic thing that happens at the earth. People are deadsies. Um, and uh, and this guy, Augustine, is at this fucking observatory place. I don't know what the fuck it is. This is some science place with some science gear or some shit. Uh, and uh, there's another, uh, the other part to the movie is that there's in space, uh, there's this um, group of, I guess, uh, explorers or whoever, you know, uh, astronauts who are exploring this other world, this, this other planet or other um other sort of inhabitable space um and but they don't know of what happened on earth uh and so uh, the story kind of revolves around them sort of reconnecting uh or trying to reconnect uh augustine and this you know this group of uh astronauts in space uh that's basically what the fuck the movie is i it really isn't much more than that uh it's also about uh augustine and you know his uh, his deadbeat dad syndrome um and somehow this little girl gets stuck with him at this this uh observatory place yeah whatever uh that that's basically the fucking movie all right um what did you think of the plot eddie uh uh for this movie uh, the midnight sky i don't know man it was very formulaic it was it was there wasn't really much to it i mean th- this was the type of movie that the plot, the writing, the script, everything was catered to a actor who's got plenty of money, plenty of time, and just wants to make a movie. Now, I know this came from a book, and I've read some reviews on the book versus um, you know, what the reviews were for the film. And it seemed like the book was way more beloved than, you know, what this movie uh, uh, gave us. And a lot of it had to do with what the movie didn't tell us versus what the book did. Um, Now, I didn't read the book, but from my understanding, the book does actually go into a little bit more of, you know, what happened on Earth. You know, what actually caused the atmosphere to be, um, you know, toxic to humans? You know, what actually is happening? Like, we got this movie that's supposed to be, you know, I don't know if it was supposed to be the next Interstellar or something, but we just didn't get a whole lot at all. You did not get the backstory to the Earth. At one point, he's trying to explain it through the intercom, like what's, you know, happening between him and the spaceship Ether um, uh, and uh, Captain Sullivan. And like it's there, you know, it it goes out and you don't actually get the story. And I'm like, I really hope they come back to it because I'd like to know what actually happened to Earth. So you don't get that in the plot. Then you have this world that is created on K-23, the planet that's supposed to be uh, suitable for human inhabitation. And you don't even get to see the planet apart from a nightmare dream sequence that Iris Sullivan had. And at the end, when she was describing it, and she describes it like fucking Colorado, that like, that's it? That's all I get from it? I get to see mountains of Colorado? God damn, like, I'd rather stay on Earth. I'll, you know, oh. to- toxic, toxic fumes. Oh. Hey, take hey. me over. Apologies take to me our Colorado over. fans, all right? <laughs> I, all three of you, perhaps. Uh, I'm just saying, I spend two years on a fucking ship and I go to Colorado. 
<laughs> like that's what I have. Colorado hey, with Jupiter in the forefront. That's hey, it. Hey, look, it's better than uh, fucking you know being on Earth where you can't fucking breathe, right? Like you know. I mean, I, what you can I get. don't know, man. Again, again, I might it's just you know call it a day. American right now. All right, Addy. Uh, you, you know, uh, I've assimilated, you, man. You, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Uh, continue. No, but it's there. There was so many plot holes to this, and 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 like I. I was left with so many, you know, questions. Obviously, the one: why didn't we get a whole lot of what happened on Earth? We didn't get a whole lot about K twenty three. How inhabitable is it? What kind of stuff can you grow on it? What's the atmosphere like? You know, is there a way that you're going to be able to build on the terrain? Like, you got none of that. Then I have some issues with. Um, I don't know if it was an editing error or just an editing decision later on. But when uh, Captain Mitchell is getting his information from his wife and his wife tells him that they are being evacuated and she's not going to be able to communicate with him, but she wants him to know where she's going. And then it cuts off and you don't actually find out where she's going. Is she leaving the planet as well? Is she going underground? You fast forward from that part when he makes a decision, he wants to go back to Earth where are you going? We don't know. <laughs> nobody knows. You don't know. Like literally nobody knows where Mitchell's going. Then uh Santos, he's like, Yeah, I'll go with you, complete, you know, I'll you know take Maya's body back. And the whole time I'm thinking, all right, Sullivan just spoke to uh to Augustine. And she asks, are there good re-entry points? And he's like, no, like the entire fucking world is a fucking mess. Like there's no way that you can re-enter. And Sullivan's like, or uh, it was it was the uh, the captain of uh, Ether. He's like, you know, how about Antarctica? And he's like, no, you can't even go into fucking Antarctica. Where is Mitchell entering into? There's nowhere to enter. Like the whole fucking world is a fucking like, apart, I guess, from the North Pole where Sullivan was like, where are they fucking entering? There's nowhere to enter. And what like what's happening on Earth? Like they're going back to what? It just uh, it made no fucking sense uh, at the end. Uh, uh, here's the thing. I I feel like you're asking too many questions, right? Like I feel like I'm asking the right amount of questions. No, 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 no. You're asking too many questions. All right. You know, when you're sitting down, you're cooking this up. You know, there's such a thing in filmmaking. Uh, it's the reason why we're able to believe any movie that we ever watch, right? The suspension of disbelief. How else can we fucking deal with all these fucking cutting camera angles, right? That's, that doesn't happen to reality. Suspension of disbelief. <laughs> they are asking you to suspend your disbelief, right? Suspend it, Daddy. And stop asking these fucking logical no. ass questions that you're asking, all right? Bro, Don't you I can suspend my belief, questions. man. I can suspend it. It's not a problem if you give me a nugget. Like, give me a fucking nugget, just a little tiny nugget. Like, okay, yes, you can enter the North Pole, Lake whatever, where we were, Barbro Conservatory. Like, give me something. No, you're telling them there's nowhere to fucking enter. I'm just going to go and fly this thing into into hell. Like, that. that's what you're telling me. Why does this keep getting progressively darker with you? First, we're in a zombie just, apocalypse where you just give up. And now we're fucking just sending everything to hell. I, let's let's talk after the show, you know? Let's, let's, yeah, right? let's have a beer, dude. I, I feel like we need to talk. After that movie, I need a beer, man. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll jump into the plot super quick. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, for me, everything that you said in space, right? Like... Uh, uh, this, this movie really lacked a lot of like, uh, honestly, w- w- how I can kind of sum it all up is it lacked, it, 
it replaced um, actual depth with just it was is as if I watched a sentimental um, Zack Snyder movie. Like that's the best way I can describe this movie because it doesn't actually have any depth at all. Right. But it has all this imagery uh, as if it should, you know, um, there were so many scenes where it's just like you, you feel for the characters. I, I think Clooney, he, he, he did a great job and that we'll, we'll talk about this in the, uh, you know, the character section where we talk about the MVPs and uh, runners up and all that. But I, I think everybody did a great job in acting with this movie, except for Felicity Jones. I didn't care for her. I don't know why I just found her care like her, her and uh, fun note, she was actually pregnant during this movie. Uh, besides the fucking point of what I'm trying to make, um, I, I thought they all did a great job. But it was as there was like they wanted you to feel certain things that weren't ever really earned, you know. Uh, and they, but they just had like the beats. They just had, hey, mm-hmm. cry here because we want you to cry here. Uh, you know, be happy here because we want you to be happy here. But none of it's ever, I think, truly earned, you know. Um, and and so, you know, I echo everything that you said about just like all the plot holes and, you know, the things that just didn't make any sense. Um, this movie was two hours long or at least close to two hours long. Again, and this is the second movie in a row. We just did Wonder Woman 1984 where it was like two hours and change and you're left at the end wondering why? Like, I, I honestly don't even, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't remember enough about the movie to justify why it was two hours long. It, the plot, plot wasn't tremendously complicated at all. Um, it just seemed like they had all these scenes in there that were just like extended and thrown out there for no fucking reason. Like, it, it, like we could have, Hey, we could have sped this up a bit, you know, cut a lot of this out. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. Maybe they have contractual obligations in order <laughs> to fulfill uh, that. They need the movie to be of a certain length. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, it, 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 the best way I can kind of uh, sum it up is this movie felt like what an actor's perspective of a mm-hmm. movie is. If they just went full actor, right. If they just, yeah. Hey, I want all those emotional scenes, but I don't know how to actually get to them. So we're just going to have the scenes and we're not going to worry about how to actually get to them. Um, This movie. uh, Sorry. I just to like add to what you're saying right there, being that it's an actor's movie, everything in this movie was a suicide mission. You from Sullivan, not leaving uh, to go along with everybody else, staying back to Mitchell and Santos coming back to Earth when there's nothing left there, to us now needing to believe that two humans, one of whom is pregnant, is going to go to K23 and repopulate that planet. It's two fucking people, <laughs> one child on a fucking planet. It's a fucking suicide mission. You might as well have just stayed on Ether. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. Like, this isn't Adam and Eve. You're not going to repopulate <laughs> the fucking earth with just two or people. Or is it? I don't know. Or is um, it? It's like the, everything was catered to the actors to make them seem like, you know, these heroines. Yeah. And when, when really it, it, it wasn't that at all. Like, uh, so at uh, all. W- w- one of the uh, so, so a couple of like the, the sub plot points, I guess. Uh, so you have George Clooney's character, Augustine, who he left. Uh, he was with a woman and she uh, she was like, hey, I'm pregnant. He's like, man, fuck you. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, and so he's he's dealing with that and he has this kid who ends up in this observatory with him. Uh, who gets like left behind from whatever, you know, from from the people who vacated the the area. Um, uh, and so he's 
the, the woman he was, you know, dating or, you know, in love with or whatever the case is, she ended up having uh, having a kid who was, of course, his. Uh, and so this little girl, I guess, represented his chance to like make amends. Right. For for that. Uh, but we never really flushed that storyline out. It's just there's just this kid and she, she kind of makes weird eyes, you know, uh, you know, whenever, you know, something's happening. And then that's it. That's that's really all we know or care about when it comes to her and the fact that mm-hmm. she reminds him of his his uh, would be daughter. Uh, uh and uh, and then you have uh, this relationship between um, uh, be- between uh, Sully, who's, you know, uh, uh, on the ship, uh, as well as um, David uh, uh, Oyelowo's uh, character, uh, Adewale. Uh, and uh, he's th- there's they're in a relationship, which it was like it was a weird way of them introducing that as well. Um, mm-hmm. But they're supposed to like be in a relationship and there's this very specific scene at the end where it's just the two of them right and you just see the 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 camera is like a stagnant shot of them or maybe it's backing out um um and you could just see them so what i guess this the the ultimate like two sort of like under if i'm being generous here the two underlying or i guess if i'm not being generous um the two underlying sort of like main themes of this movie is interracial relationships i guess inter, they're trying to say interracial relationships are going to save the world i guess uh, <laughs> they're going to save i humanity. was thinking literally the same thing because yeah. i'm like hey if you're going to start a whole new colony on a planet let's at least make it uh acceptable to all people let's yeah. just have an interracial baby and everything yeah. is great like so, somebody will which, still be racist at the end of the day it's fine yeah we'll, we'll like there, there's going to be some racist <laughs> ass alien species come along they're like what the no, fuck no, no. Is it'll that? be humans it'll be humans it's like you're not the same pigmentation as i i do even though we're all kind of dis- something i hate you like uh it's gonna be that uh, yeah it'll then, be humans that that's right i'm 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 bashing aliens aliens would be way more no aliens would be like everybody. yo what's up fam you know and then we'd be the fucking weird ones um but uh but then the other one is is uh you know this movie is about uh essentially about deadbeat dads uh is yeah. essentially what this movie is about as well uh okay okay Cool, 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 cool. Uh, I'm going to see what else is on Netflix. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think maybe those themes are like um, worth exploring, but it, it was just not done in, a, I think, an effective way. I think they left a lot on the cutting room floor with this movie uh, in favor of just like really great imagery, which uh, just wasn't uh, wasn't wasn't really anything uh, of note. Um Let's move on here to our characters. Uh, let's do it like we always do. Who's our runner-up? Who's our MVP? Shoot. So you see her on screen right now, uh, the the girl who played uh, Maya, Tiffany uh, Boone. Mm-hmm. I had her as my runner-up. I had her as my runner-up because whenever she was on screen, it was it was a lighter moment. You know, she kind of brought a breath of fresh air, uh, you know, to the scene she had, you know, uh, you know, she's a pretty woman, obviously, but just her smile was infectious whenever she spoke, you know, she kind of like lifted the spirits of other people. And then the uh, the scenes with her doing the uh, the the catwalk or the moonwalk um, out in space, uh, you know, right before spoiler alert, she dies. Um, I thought those were really good and impactful scenes in a movie that didn't really have a whole lot. I thought the few scenes that she had, she did carry really well. So I give her my runner up uh mvp i mean i guess by default clooney 
Uh, I didn't think this was like a masterful, you know, performance by him. This wasn't a masterclass of acting. Um, he had some good moments. He clooneyed it up like as Clooney always does. And my personal favorite whenever I watch a Clooney movie is when Clooney dies. <laughs> and at the end, he died. So he gets my MVP. That he died. It was never confirmed. He just stopped. Oh, he talking. died. The dialysis machine sunk to the bottom of the, you know, wherever they were. He just stopped talking. The North Pole. It has not been confirmed. (laughs) I I believe the Clooney is alive right now. Uh, Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Okay. Um, My runner-up is actually going to be um, actually George Clooney. Uh, I thought he did a commendable job. He he found some emotional depth with certain scenes that I thought were, were, were great. Again plot aside because again the plot just doesn't i think earn the emotional response I, I guess that they want you to have uh during these emotional scenes but he pulled it off uh well uh you know in in those particular scenes and he played every bit of a person who was dying and uh and you know kind of struggling you know uh, you f- every time he like took a seat you just felt like his just anguish you know um and, and that you know each moment of his existence was just tiring you know um and so uh he did a very good job i think conveying that uh my mvp is going to be uh uh i don't even know how to say her name uh caroline um springal i think that's her name uh, she played iris she played the little girl uh i thought she's my mvp because uh they gave her absolutely nothing for this <laughs> for one this, line uh, literally one line and it wasn't even really her i don't even think that was her voice like <laughs> no it was it was well it was i think it was supposed to be uh, uh felicity jones felicity jones uh yeah, yeah. Uh, it, which is why i guess she was british because she was supposed to be irish i, I don't know um yeah he, he, wait she was supposed to be irish irish or was she was he saying her name is iris i think uh so they had a lot of uh metaphors to flowers in this remember she was drawing a flower uh and Mm. he said oh is that an iris and then you had um mitchell uh give uh i think it was to sully the name of uh his mother which was also a flower yeah Yeah, Uh, so apparently just iris flower Okay. Well, I, I'm going to go with she was supposed to be Irish. And then so anyways, whatever. Besides my fucking point, <laughs> I, I think she I think she did a great job uh, with them giving her nothing. Uh, she she mm-hmm. was able to convey a lot of emotion on on just using her eyes, you know, and, and just her expressions, um, even though they basically required her to be emotional less uh, at, yeah. you know, pretty much, you know, most of the movie. Uh, but I, I thought that she she signed for me in, in in a lot of the scenes, especially she she held her own with, I think, Clooney, um, you know, uh, even with the lack of uh, dialogue that she she had. So she gets my MVP because any again, and I'll say this, you know, till I'm till I'm blue in the face. Anytime I see a child actor who does a great job with a role, I give them extra credit because, yeah, fuck, that's amazing, you know, to be so talented at such a young uh, age. So uh, so, yeah. That is uh, my runner-up and MVP. Let's move on to the cinematography. And I and I should have mentioned, by the way, uh, the um, uh, the the casting by credit on on this film is uh, Lucy Rands as well as Rachel Tenor. Um, and uh, uh, moving on to the cinematography, the cinematographer the cinematographer for the film was Martin Rue. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. And the film was edited by Stephen uh, Maroney. 
Um, and so, yeah, what did you think of the cinematography for Midnight Sky? The cinematography was good. It could have been great if you provided us more imagery of, you know, K-23. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, technical aspects of the cinematography, I thought it was shot well. Um, you know, they used, uh, they used space in a really good way. And uh, they, they didn't, they didn't uh, deter from, you know, uh, space in terms of like, you only show the vastness of space when they're on ether. Um, they also show the vastness of space when uh, Clooney's character was, you know, still on Earth. The emptiness, you know, the the you know the tundra, just you know, snow everywhere, just blankets your eyes. You know, you can't see anything. Even when he was inside of uh, the observatory, and you know, you feel the vastness of the space that he's in. Um, I, I thought they did a really good job uh, showing that. I also did enjoy some of um, you know uh, how they did the lighting uh, in certain scenes especially you know some of the scenes with um him and uh, young iris uh back at the observatory i thought the scene uh where uh his uh you know he's in that little uh, norwegian pod and it starts sinking you know to the uh to the bottom of the um uh north pole um i thought that was fantastic uh you know i i really enjoyed the fact that they kind of drew those scenes out a little bit instead of doing you know massive cuts here and there you know you you did really feel like you know uh something was about to happen that was just going to be really bad so i enjoyed that aspect of it but i thought that they really missed on not creating k23's world and showing you i don't know if it was budget constraints i don't know if the entire budget went to the actors you know to the cast um and they're just like all right well we can't afford to pay the fx department anymore so we're only giving you 23 seconds of k23 and that's it like i wanted to see more like uh you know my hatred for interstellar the one thing about interstellar i really enjoyed was the worlds you did get to see um that they did create so this movie Movie, while the cinematography was good it missed on creating a whole new world for you to experience and like this was shot in um 4k uhd like you know on my tv it looked really nice like but i just wanted to see more like show me more show me the world that you just created but you didn't so you fell yeah. flat on that aspect of it but overall it was it was still good yeah uh on the whole audience they really liked you Addy, until you just said you hated it or so and now they hate you so just <laughs> um uh, but uh, no, I, I agree with everything that you said. Uh, really, the the only thing that stood out for me cinematography wise, I thought everything else was clean. It was great. It was, you know, it, it, it really they really did build sort of this world of isolation um, around uh, Augustine, uh, George Clooney's character. Um, and they did, really did build this like sense of family around, uh, you know, Felicity Jones and uh, David uh, uh, Oyelowo's uh, character um in uh in in the movie uh and so they built those two worlds i think really great where they had a massive failure was this k23 where it you know looked like she was just in front of a fucking green screen and they were just like fuck it like you know and and yeah sure like it might have been then do a scaled down version of it you don't have to fucking give us the long like expansive place but just like put us in that world you know i don't care if you, you might have actually gone to fucking colorado and and filmed <laughs> something out there uh because what they gave us just looked terrible you know it was it was like green screened you could tell it was fucking green screened mm-hmm. um and uh it, it just wasn't 
just wasn't great. They, they could have found another way to do it where we wouldn't have been offended by like, you know, uh, by the approach. Uh, but we would have appreciated the fact that we were immersed uh, in, 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 a, in a world. Um, but just from like those dream sequences, it was just not. Um, yeah, that, that was really my only thing cinematography wise that I thought wasn't wasn't really good with the uh the film uh they did a lot of good things uh they they you know uh as we kind of just saw with the trailer um for for those watching on on youtube um they had this uh sort of like um uh what do you call it like hologram type of thing and i thought that was like fucking dope it wasn't overdone it was it was it's kind of like neat the way they 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 did it uh you know and and they have a lot of those things throughout the throughout the film which makes it all the more puzzling why when we get to k23 that it just looks you know fucking stupid uh so yeah uh, i don't know um so i don't i don't know you know i think maybe you're probably right somewhere in there that there was some sort of budgetary constraints but also we didn't need to have this like fucking sprawling thing we could have you know been a lot happier with something much more scaled down um yeah. and and realistic you know but uh but yeah I maybe they felt note. constrained by like the book that they had to meet a certain standard per the yeah. books uh order you know so i don't know yeah, I do want to note that uh, the the design of Ether was very interesting to me. While it did look good from the outside, the inside of it, I thought was... I don't know if you've ever seen Stargate, Stargate Atlantis. Nope. Um, never seen it? Never. Yeah, so, so if anybody out there has ever seen it and you've seen their Wraith ships... Uh, the aliens that are, you know, trying to take them all over. Their Wraith ships had this, like, weird, intricate, like, web design. It was um, an organic uh, ship. And they kind of took that into the uh, ether as well, where you, on the back walls, you had these, like, weird, intricate web designs. Um, it didn't necessarily work for me. It looked a little strange. Um, I feel like whoever, you know, designed the, uh, the ship, or maybe even the writer of the book, if it's, you know, detailed in the book, he might have been a fan of Stargate Atlantis and, you know, uh, enjoyed the uh, the Wraith ships and wanted to, you know, uh, get those, you know, tingly little webs everywhere. So I just, you know, I wanted to point that out that like it, when you're creating a world, you're also creating the world that the subjects are in, not just, you know, uh, showing the viewer what the world looks like. So when I'm looking at the ship that they're supposed to spend two years on, I enjoy, like you said, those hologram rooms that they had. Uh, you know, you got a little bit of, um, you know, feeling into their family and everything. But the rest of the ship was just oddly, oddly designed. I just, I didn't fully understand certain aspects of why there were certain things on that ship. Yeah, I don't know. It was just a, a case where I'm sure they were like, yeah, we needed to kind of make it look futuristic a little bit, but you know, something not just the standard. Fair. Let's just do something weird. Uh, Bro, I whatever. will tell you this, man. Yeah. Uh, this was 2049. Yeah. They've got some dope ass cameras. Cause like when they were on that ship and they were switching to different cameras and their views of it, that was clean cut, man. Those cameras were working. They were, you know, they were probably 144 refresh, you know, hertz rate. They were, you know, 4K UHD themselves. It was beautiful, man. They look, they loved look, it. We, you know. And I'm watching the NASA channel, you know, uh, daily for uh, updates on astronauts and things like that. And I'm getting this, you know, crappy ass signal coming through 2049, man. It's going to be lit. Hey, look, hey, it's something to look forward to, right? Something to look forward to 2049, <laughs> yes. better cameras from NASA. Uh, um, okay, let, let's go through the music real quick. Uh, the music by credit for uh, 
uh, for the film is um, uh, Alexandra Alexander, I believe, uh, Despiat. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Probably not. Uh, yeah, the music for this film, I, th- I thought in some parts it was actually kind of weird. Like there was uh, one part, I think, where he discovers the uh, the body of the dude. Oh, yeah. Did we ever even figure out what the fuck the dude said to him? Yeah, he, uh, he asked him to kill him. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, it was the it was corny. That, yeah, it, was it was so it was corny music that, that music. Like, dun dun dun. It was just like, what <laughs> the fuck are we doing here? Are we are we all five watching this? Like, um, dun, so dun. that was the only part of the music that I was just like, oh, this is weird. Everything else was kind of like standard fare, but that was the only part of it. Where I was like, hmm, that's that's not great. Um, but uh, but yeah, what, what did you think? Super quick. One hundred percent agree. That was the note that I took down. Was the uh, the score that they had during the scene when he's finding uh the uh the pilot or you know the the flight attendant whoever he was yeah. it was corny as hell it didn't fit it was just odd was weird. the one part of the uh the score that i did enjoy was uh the spacewalk that they did to repair mm-hmm. everything yeah. the the music was nice it was beautiful it like fit the the ambiance of you know what was happening and then you know um they uh what, what was the song that they put on it was caroline oh, uh, right? sweet caroline yeah like it was it was beautiful like i loved it like, you know and they they obviously referenced it uh earlier with like the name caroline you know picking that as the baby name so like and you know of course like maya the young one she's like i don't know this song i've never heard the song <laughs> she was like, you know yeah, here yeah. i am sitting you know a 30 year old singing along to it <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah i i second everything you said uh it was corny at times beautiful at other times so yeah uh yeah. and i think that's the perplexity of this movie right uh is that uh they had a lot of good elements but it wasn't strung together in like a yeah. really cohesive way uh that's kind of the start of my final thoughts for the film uh it was you know, it, it was a bunch of cool moments uh, in, in moments that uh, might be otherwise emotionally, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, significant. Um, but it, it wasn't none of it is actually like earned um, or not. I wouldn't say none of it, but uh, a lot of it isn't actually like earned. And uh, it, it felt like it was a movie where, um, you know, it, it was as if they left out like half of the movie, you know, mm-hmm. Um uh, is the best way and again i think for me the the big summary for the movie is it's about uh a, a deadbeat dad and then uh and then interracial relationships are going to save the world that's really the the what i could because i'm sitting here watching the movie like what the fuck is this movie actually like about like you really don't understand what the movie's about and honestly even at the end it still is really murky uh but if i that's to my summation that's what the movie's about and in that case it was like all right cool i'll see what else is out <laughs> uh what about you last thoughts no, I, uh, I second everything that you said. Uh, if you're watching this movie hoping that you're going to see, you know, uh, a beautiful world that's been created and, you know, uh, what potential a planet could hold for the future of mankind as we destroy Mother Earth, this movie is not going to do it for you. Um, it's just not going to happen. And, you know, you might leave disappointed if you're into just a, wasting two hours of your day <laughs> and trying to. Uh, explain how the concept of adam and eve is going to work on k23 have at it (laughs) you know grab some wine and see if you can figure it out because i'm telling you two people repopulating a planet you better find some space booty and you know try to (laughs) you know intermingle right there (laughs) all right we're moving the fuck on uh ladies and gentlemen we press play on the midnight sky uh and uh yeah i uh 
I don't know. I'd probably hit stop at at some point in time on the movie, but certainly you can press play on it. Let us know what you think. Uh, Talk to us in the comment section below what you thought about the movie. Uh, Do you like it? Hate it? Indifferent? Uh, You know, uh, were you really into getting some space booty? I I don't know. Um, Either way, let us know. Uh, With that being said, we will move the fuck on uh, with the show. Uh, So this I'm kind of excited about. I wish... Honestly, uh, we uh, we had uh, the actual Lorraine here because, of course, uh, you know, he's a big fan of the series Power. Um, we are uh, are about to do a reaction to uh, the first official sort of like teaser for Power Book Three, Raising. Uh, and I, it's not Raisin Canaan, uh, as as I have indicated there. It is Raising Canaan. <laughs> um <laughs> uh technical glitch what do you want yeah we're not perfect here on the fake podcast oh that is uh, so great yeah in fact i i'm i am going to change that right now i am so disturbed by that it, it is not raising canaan it is raising uh canaan is is, is uh what we want to kind of i'm glad that you made that mistake and not me somebody might be like "Ooh." Yeah, what are we, what are we doing? Yeah, what, are, what are we doing here? Was, was race involved in this? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, let me see if I can quickly change this on the fly, real quick. Uh, bear with me. Uh, quick, Eddie, uh, fill for me. All right. So, full disclosure <laughs> Fake O Rain has not seen an episode of Power. However, I am an expert at hood stuff. So uh, I God. feel like that uh, I can this immediately. No, yeah. no. I feel like that I can comment on this movie. Oh, Is it a movie? It's a show, right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely comment. Uh, all right. We've got it fixed. Uh, disaster averted. Uh, no more raisins. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, no more raisins. Um, okay. So uh, we are about to do our reaction for uh, Power Book 3, Raising Canaan. Not Raising Canaan. Um, so, uh, without any more delay, I think we are going to do that. All right. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up here. Oh, you know what? There we go. All right. There it is. There we go. All right. Here we you already know how my shit ended. This is how it started. Back in the days when I was a teenager, before I had status and before I had a pager, you could find the abstract. Listening to hip hop, my pops used to say it reminded him of bebop. I said, Well, daddy, don't you know that things go in cycles? Way the Bobby Brown is just amping like Michael. It's all expected. Things are for the looking. If you got the money, is it? We just get photos? This is my story. This is the South Side Jamaica Queen story. Cool, cool, cool. Um, is this like a COVID thing where they couldn't get people together and create an actual trailer? Uh, I suppose. Um, well, you know what? Uh, what it might be is, is that they might not be done shooting the actual film um, or f- film uh, show. Uh, like at least, you know, enough of the episodes in order to fill out uh 
but yeah, uh, I think the thing that jumps, you know, for me off the off the uh, off the bat is, yeah, we're just lacking. And this is, you know, I guess to be to be fair, uh, this is a teaser uh, for right. the uh, for the series. So it's not a full blown tra- supposed to be a full blown trailer. Um, so I'll be generous uh, in, in, in that. Um, for me, it, w- it was cool kind of seeing some of the, uh, uh, you know, s- some of the characters. Um, obviously, you know, o- Omar Epps, um, who, uh, though, you know, everybody's going to remember from a lot of different things, but, uh, you know, the last time I really saw him on a series was, uh, uh, house, uh, was the last time I, I saw him on a, on a, on a TV show series. So, uh, so yeah, but you, you, you get to see a lot of the other characters, you know, uh, in it, um, I don't know who's, uh, I think, uh, M- Mackay, oh, Curtis, is that 50 cents son? Uh, that's not, what? No I shit. mean, I could be yeah i don't know i, I gotta do my googles real quick uh but um who Curtis, did the voiceover on that i'm pretty sure it's 50 uh that sounded like was it yeah that's like, kind of what like 50. uh but uh but yeah we, we we get um you know to see was the King. i was gonna say was the imagery in it the the photos that you saw was that old stills from previous no that was uh that, that, like was, new? that looked like it was all new stuff okay nice yeah um yeah, I don't know who this kid Makai Curtis is. Uh, Curtis, I don't think he's a uh, fifty. Although that's a very strange coincidence. That uh, yeah, that's a very strange coincidence. That uh, his last yeah. name is Curtis. Yeah, that's that's really strange because I'm not finding it here either. Yeah, no relation apparently. Um. But uh, but yeah, uh, I guess those are one of his quick. other sons is Marquise Jackson. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Uh, well, I guess Curtis is. I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, Curtis is his first name, right? Uh, Curtis Fifty Cent. Oh, Curtis that's Curtis. right. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, we're both idiots. <laughs> 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 uh, you guys can properly slide us in the fucking comment section below. Stupid. Uh, but yeah, his first name's Curtis. Of course, that does not fucking mean that that's his son because his. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, uh, so yeah, talking strictly about the trailer itself, um, yeah, I thought it was just a you know a little quick teaser. Uh, wasn't anything of of too much note. Uh, hopefully, we'll get a full trailer uh, at some point in the near future. Uh, I haven't watched any of book two, uh, which is, um, uh, the the title of which is Ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I am going to check it out. I'll be honest with you. Uh, just because I, I fucking hate Tariq so fucking much because uh, he's a little shit. Um, but uh, but yeah, are I'm these sure all spinoffs? Like these you are know, all spinoffs off of the, the original power story. Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, so uh, and honestly, I haven't even watched the last the final season. So uh, yeah, because so you're not I, a big fan of spinoffs in general, right? In general, no. I I, I think yeah. spinoffs are kind of stupid. Uh, but every now and then they're good. You know, I remember watching uh you know uh Angel with uh, with Buffy. I thought that was a pretty serviceable spinoff. Uh, that was an easy transition, though. That was a pretty, that you know, was pretty natural. That was a good show and that was a good character. So you yeah. could make that transition pretty easy. Yeah. It wasn't like Joey going from friends to Joey. <laughs> that was yeah, terrible. That was, that was uh, not great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyways, that was our reaction to uh, Power Book 3, Raising Kanan, not Raising Kanan, um, but uh, Raising Kanan. Uh, which is uh, due out, uh, I, I believe, soon. Uh, let me let me check on when it's actually going to be out. Uh, 
episodes. Yeah, it just says 2021. I don't know exactly when it's coming up. Um, but at some point this year, we'll we'll, we'll get this uh, we'll get this series. Uh, so yeah, let us know in the comment section below what do you think of uh, the, the first glimpses of uh, Power Book Three raising Kanan. Uh, yeah. In any event, uh, let's move on here to our next story, uh, which is another trailer. Um, so uh, let's see here. Nope. There we go. All right. So this past week, we also got a trailer for um, Superman and Lois, which uh, is a CW show. So that will be interesting. Uh, or I guess not, I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, in any event, uh, we got a trailer for uh, the new series Superman uh and and lois uh which uh you know of course kind of it's, it's an offshoot of you know speaking of spinoffs it's an offshoot of uh uh, uh superwoman um mm-hmm. uh, which is also a C- uh, cw show uh so without further ado i think we are going to check this out right, let me make sure that this is actually pulled up there we go all right here we go We all begin as one version of ourselves. But as we grow, life changes us. Every moment, shaping our character, shifting our priorities, stretching every fiber of our being. Until we think we've lost ourselves to the stress of it all. That's not true. Because under the torn fibers is a stronger person. Forged like steel, with the courage to fight for those we love. This is and what a we Rams truck commercial. Can be found in family. Uh, bro, I do not want to watch this at all. Based on that. <laughs> cool. Um, that legit sounded like a Dodge Ram. <laughs> Slash Ford commercial, Forge of Steel made in America. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't, uh, it wasn't great. Uh, that was uh, fucking it's a CW, horrible. so it's like, what do you expect, really, uh, at the end of the day? Um, but that just, uh, you know, and that's another trailer. You know, we just got done watching Power Book 3, uh, Raising Canaan, and uh, that also just had a lot of imagery. And so m- maybe this is something that we have to, like, look forward to pretty much for the rest of 2021 because nobody has actually yeah. been able to shoot their shit because of, uh, um, uh, because of COVID. Uh, so maybe we, everybody just doesn't have enough footage, even though they want to make, you know, create some buzz, uh, for these, uh, for these shows and, you know, or movies. Um, yeah, man, uh, I think they're, they're lucky that they have a built-in audience almost kind of, exactly. you know, CW so audience. That's why they can get pretty, away with it. yeah. Yeah, like they can get away with this because based on that trailer, that was fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, even even Tyler uh, Hochlin, Hochlin, yeah, Hochlin. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, I don't like. He just doesn't look like Superman to me. I mean, what, yeah, I, I don't give a fuck what Superman. Like, hey, hey, you know, we were taught as kids they were all supposed to look like Christopher Reeves. And then we were taught they were supposed to look like uh, what's his name, uh, fucking Henry Cavill, uh, and, and nobody mm-hmm. remembers Brandon Roth, so I'm not even going to go there. Um, 
but uh, I don't know, whatever. I don't really give a shit what Superman looks like so much as like, okay, give me a good fucking Superman story. And this is not going to be that. No, I can guarantee no, you. No, this is this, not going to be This it. has to do with his family. And now he's, you know, he, he's got the whole thing with Lois. That they're, but even, I, because I checked out a few glimpses of, or a few episodes, like a, parts of a few episodes of um, uh, Wonder Woman or, or uh, Superwoman. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it had obviously him and Lois in there. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. But it also is a CW show. So they're clearly going after a certain demographic who apparently right. don't give a shit about plot or story or just even good acting. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah. Uh, but yeah, whatever. Uh, it's 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 a thing that we've got uh, to look forward to, I guess. Um, you know, starting 2021 off on a, on a great note, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh so yeah in any event uh that was our first teaser trailer for superman and lois which you know i will say they, they i guess they didn't have creative license for clark and, and lois or lois and clark uh right. which you know was a was a series that ran during the 90s um so they bro superman they didn't even have a creative license to make a creative teaser trailer <laughs> <laughs> they got nothing yeah it it it, 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 but again that's the cw they're you know like it seems like they just like they kind of lean into the fucking uh you know the the shit that looks like a 12 year old made it you know on their on their they didn't even use final cut for it they used uh uh iMovie for it uh sony vegas sony vegas for that shit um uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, that was a trailer. Uh, let us know in the comment section below uh, what you think uh, about the uh, uh, about the pending series, uh, uh, Superman and Lois. Uh, in any event, we move on from all that jazz uh, into a story that, uh, Eddie, I think you're going to you're going to take this uh, the lead on this one. Yeah, I'll take the lead on this one. This is a this is a real fun story. So uh, you and Orain covered covered a story back uh maybe a couple of months ago with uh shonda rhimes uh leaving um uh who, who was it was it abc yeah it was uh, that she was leaving mm-hmm. yeah uh because of some uh controversy at uh, disneyland so she ended up going uh to netflix and it's you know fucking shonda rhimes so you know like you take shonda rhimes when you can get shonda rhimes so her first uh, attempt at uh you know producing something or being an executive producer on a show is uh, bridgerton and if you're not familiar with Bridgerton, it's a 19th century high society um, kind of a romance drama uh, involving a culturally interracial uh, mixed society. And uh, over the past uh, week or so, since this has come out, uh, December 12th, there's been a little bit of a stir uh, when it comes to who is stir. portraying. A little bit of a stir. Yeah, who's portraying the queen who uh, in this series is a black woman. Uh, It is, uh, the series was uh, originally created by showrunner Chris Van Dusen. Uh, This is uh, straight from uh, CNN Entertainment. And it's based on a uh, Regency novel by Julia Quinn. And the show Britain's real life uh, Queen Charlotte is portrayed as a black woman by actress uh, Golda uh, Rashubel? Rashwell? I could be mispronouncing that. Sorry about that. But the 
the article goes uh, into a little bit of detail about, you know, uh, some of the background on why it was uh, chosen, uh, why the queen was chosen to be black. They mention um, many have long believed that the queen who was married to King George III and is an uh, ancestor of the uh, current Queen Elizabeth had African ancestry based in part on uh, images of her. Now, I know you you haven't watched the show. I've been watching the show. I, I think I've got uh, three episodes left uh, to watch. And uh, at no point in us watching the show did anybody say, huh, that's not historically accurate. Why is there a black queen? Why is there black like high society? However, the internet is having a fucking frenzy with it. And I'm going to read you. Well, actually, before I read you some of uh, what the internet has, let me kind of hear your opinion on when you hear something like this, you know, high society, you know, uh, well, in this case, it wouldn't be African-Americans. It would be, you know, uh, people of African descent. Like, where, do, where does your mind go with it? Uh, it's, it's, you know, there's this scene in the show Martin, right, where <clears throat> um, it's this fucking outlandish thing where uh, there's somebody who's having a baby, like she's pregnant and like she just shoots the baby out. Uh, and Martin catches the baby and, you know, uh, his friends, Tommy and Cole are like, yo, where the fuck's the umbilical cord? And, uh, and Martin looks at the screen and he goes, it's TV, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> so that's pretty much like my thought when it comes to this is like, it's fucking TV. Who gives a shit if it's like fucking 100 percent accurate uh, or, or truly depicting what life was like back then or who was involved, you know, with uh you know, any sort of high society. It's fucking TV. Are you fucking kidding me? We just fucking watched the shitty ass trailer for Superman and Lois. <laughs> and, you know, fucking, he, he's a fucking make-believe character that flies around the fucking world and shooting lasers out of his eyes. But, oh, fucking seeing some black people with a fucking, you know, Victorian wigs on, whatever the fuck it is. Suddenly that's a bridge too far. Fuck you guys. You know, get a fucking life. Those no, this is this is exactly uh, when I started reading some of um, some of the uh, uh, you know Reddit threads, uh, YouTube comments. It's hilarious. Uh, white people are particularly upset about this because not of them being portrayed in high society. They are afraid that this is uh, cultural appropriation and that this is a blackwashing. Uh, and they're trying to change the history books. Mind you that they forget that the history books were written by white people. So how much accuracy you can really have when one entire race writes majority of the history, I don't know. Um, however, I'm going to read you some responses from uh, people online. Uh, I'm going to start with some of the tamer ones. And I, you know, I'll maybe hold it just to three. Mr. Uh, James Whitley on YouTube says, not only are we being replaced, we're being written out of our own history. At least there he acknowledges that, yes, we wrote this history and now they're trying to replace us with it. There's another comment that says, uh, this series is racist. It's cultural appropriation. No ifs, ands, or buts. Next is Black Queen Victoria. She was named after a waterfall in Africa after all. My favorite, however, is a Robin Taylor who decided three weeks ago uh, to comment on a thread uh, on a video about somebody making uh, some historically, uh, I guess, 
he, he was saying how historically inaccurate this was. Mm-hmm. And Robin goes to say, quite agree. Ridiculous. What's next? Disney Snow Black and the seven non-specific gender types of ordinary stature. <laughs> I read that. I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. Like this, this is like the bridge that you're willing to die on. Yeah. A show on Netflix, including a 50% black cast, 50% white cast, intermingling in a society that, quite frankly, when I watch that show, I'm like, God damn, like that society looks pretty fucking nice compared to where we fucking live today. Yeah. Well, uh, look, I, you know, and we have examples like this, not even in distant past, you know, in, in more recent past, right? Like Hamilton, mm-hmm. right? Like it was uh, oh, yeah. basically uh, kind of the same scenario where, you know, it was a retelling of the, uh, uh, was it uh, Alexander Hamilton? Um, yep. his, his uh, story, but, you know, it was done with uh, a mix of different races and things like that. Um, you know, and people obviously lost their shit along with that, too. You know, uh, anytime, I think, uh, and, and it does pose this interesting question, right? Um, for one, is this historically, at least to some degree, as far as the queen goes, is it historically accurate as far as she goes, right? Which there's arguments apparently that can be made that yes, uh, it is, at least so far as I'm hearing. I, I haven't actually dug into the story myself, so I don't I don't know. I'm just going based on what you're reading from the CNN um, article. But um, here's, the, here's the, 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 the thing that I will, that I will say is that everybody needs to chill the fuck out with the cultural appropriation. Let's, let's all just take a fucking deep breath, right? And we fucking lax, <laughs> okay? Um, there was a, our first episode that we ever did of the podcast. It was on a story about uh, Bruno Mars and that people were saying that he was culturally mm-hmm. appropriating because, you know, he was taking bits and pieces from like Michael Jackson and, you know, other black artists. And I think what uh, uh, Bruno Mars is like Samoan or something. I don't, I don't know what the fuck yeah. he is. I, I don't know exactly Hawaiian sure maybe. his lineage is. Uh, but, um, but people were like accusing him of culture appropriation. It was just like, it's fucking bruno mars like what do you <laughs> he's black enough you know <laughs> i think how, more how black can, than i am let's yeah, just say that i feel like that's you know that that should be fine um but then people will just you know f- keep going with it it's like uh you know if you see a uh you know white person with dreadlocks they're culturally appropriating but it's like well are they though? Because they're not like making money. Oh, so far as I know, you know, people don't really make money off their right. fucking hairstyles. You know, um, uh, you know, if, if you're making, if you're taking from a culture, and you're not giving credit to that culture, and you're making money off of it, to me, that's cultural appropriation, right? Yeah. Uh, so you can argue that, in a sense, you know, that this show would fit into that category, but also in the fucking greater scheme, like who, like who's actually. Like how many fucking Victorian era, Elizabeth era, whatever the fuck it is, shows do we have that are just the standard fare? Like what, like, 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 are you really like worried? Oh my God, they're just going to come and just, you know, take all the shows and suddenly there's not going to be any shows on TV anymore. And it's all going to be nothing but interracial relationships in fucking, you know, 1612 Britain. I don't even know what the fuck the time the period this is for, but, um, you know, like suddenly there's not going to be any more shows and all the white people are going to be gone from, are you fucking kidding me? Like get a fucking grip, like in all honesty, get a, get it. Like when you start, like, 
and I'm sure there's people who are going to be watching this right now. Get a, I'm speaking to you directly. Get a fucking grip, dude. <laughs> like, get a grip. There's other things going on in life. There's other shit happening. If this is the thing that you're worried about, like suddenly pe white people are going to disappear from TV, I assure you, I assure you, that will not happen, all right? In, in spite of other people's best wishes, that won't happen, right? Uh, so, dude, you know. these so, same people are the people who still believe that Jesus is a white man being born in the fucking Middle East. Yeah. Like I was born and not too far from the Middle East. I'm white. Like, <laughs> but like I had to be further North of that. Like you go any further South, you get fucking dark skin. So it's like, these are the same people who don't see an issue with Matt Damon playing, you know, an Asian guy in the great wall, you know, or, uh, whitewashing of like the Egyptian gods in every fucking single movie ever fucking made. Well, like, but, but that's just it though. Everybody wants to be like a victim, right? So when they hear, right, when they hear other people talking about whitewashing and talking about all these characters that are of different descent and they're portrayed by you know mm -hmm. somebody who's white, they're like, you know, they just can't wait. And they're like, oh, I can't wait until I can say that myself. And then they get the opportunity, mm -hmm. like, yes. We've got it. And it's just like, shut the fuck up, dude. Just relax. All right. Calm down. It'll be okay. Take take a deep breath. You know, drink some tea. You'll be all right. All right. Uh, uh, you know, like they do back in the fucking whatever the fuck era this is from. Um, yeah, yeah. Like this is the 19th century. Like there's so much more that you can be upset about this show if you actually watch the show. <laughs> like, <laughs> like not this. Like, yeah. I, I will you know, have this to is say like. I will have to say none of this controversy is making me want to watch the show anymore. I, 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 I hate. Are you era. sure, Tinde? I hate this era, no matter what, <laughs> no, no matter what the pigmentation I, is of the people playing. I, I, I feel like there's it. like a side eye kind of like look that like you know you're you're just watching the other uh, show uh, Fuck no. you know, on another screen. <laughs> Fuck no. I, I fucking hate all this shit. What was the other show that was like really popular that was like of this uh, time period? It was uh, they just had like a movie of it recently, uh, Downton Abbey or whatever. Fucking. Oh yeah, Downton Abbey. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I never got. I hate that it. shit too. That shit is whack. Uh, I, I couldn't understand the language. <laughs> The language yeah, was a little like what was it? out was there. It, yeah. Too too uh too English for you, Addy? It was too white for me. Too white. I, I was <laughs> I wasn't aware that white was a language, but all right, if you say so. Um all right. Um yeah, let's move the fuck on from this. Uh, but let us know in the comment section below what you think about uh, Bridgerton. Is that what you is that what you Bridgerton? Call it? Bridgerton. Uh, do, do you? Uh, and I'm sure we'll we'll hear from uh, oh, yeah. the people's uh, th their feelings about it. But let us know in the comment section below. You know how you how you feel about the show. Do you think it's good, bad, and different? You know to. To, to have this sort of mixed race uh, in this era that, you know, and, and location that probably didn't have that at the, at the time. Um, uh, what do you think? Uh, let us know. All right. Uh, moving on to our final, and I will say my most, my favorite segment today. Uh, we are talking about our favorite, our top movies from 2020. We are, we have zero time to fucking waste. Let's just jump right into this shit. Addy, hit me with what your fifth favorite movie from 2020 is. Happiest season on Hulu. Fucking hilarious, heartfelt, warm. And you don't get too many Christmas movies involved involving LGBTQ 
uh, you know, uh, cast and everybody in this movie did a fucking great job. You know, uh, everybody from, I mean, it had a really good cast. It had Kirsten Stewart, Mackenzie Davis, Allison, uh, Ree, uh, uh, Aubrey Plaza, Dan Levy, fucking hilarious. Like this was a great cast. Like mm. th- this movie, check it out. It was good. You know, to round up the year of a shitty ass year, get a good Christmas movie. Fuck the Hallmark channel, go to Hulu, watch happy season. Happy How'd you, season. Uh- how do you did you just uh randomly see this uh movie like yeah yeah this was this was one of uh, anna's uh christmas um wish movies that she wanted to watch and I, i'm not gonna lie i kind of like really hate uh christmas movies this one was good this one right. was a really good christmas movie yeah, let me see if i can pull it up real quick there we go there yeah we go. great movie like I, I recommend it i know you're a Mackenzie davis fan you do oh, like her she did, she, she, did a, she did a great job in this movie yeah uh really great Mackenzie uh a big uh Mackenzie davis fan i i uh, uh, the, the the series that got me going for her was uh halt and catch fire uh if anybody oh yeah fantastic uh, want, want, want and that was like that. one of her like first things that she did too like it wasn't like she'd been a seasoned actor like she like that, that was like her second thing and she fucking was amazing yeah you know i'm gonna pull an audible here no you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna save that one for for an honorable mention um uh, my movie uh, for for my fifth, I guess, best uh, favorite movie uh, of the year. Uh, I, I don't even know. I, I It was just it, it was a movie that kind of knew what it wanted to be. And it was just that uh, it was Becky. Uh, this is a, a, a movie that that came out uh, is basically about uh, this this little girl who she runs into uh, her her and her father go to this like retreat um along with his uh, her father's new like girlfriend who's uh who's black by the way uh and um and uh they happen to run into some nazis uh, <laughs> uh who uh you know uh you know the the nazis uh are trying to they're they're, they're trying to get something in the house uh, apparently like some like relic or something not relic but like some sort of like Moment, like I don't know, some fucking something that they're looking for, right? Uh, and uh, the the top Nazi uh, was played by uh, uh, you know, of course, um, uh, Kevin James, uh, who obviously we know from Kings of uh, uh, King of Queens, right? Um, and uh, yeah, this is just a fucking bizarre movie. Uh, I will say so myself. Uh, where essentially it's like Home Alone meets nazis uh is essentially (laughs) what this movie is uh we just see fucking uh uh you know this uh this little like you know 12 13 year old girl just fucking fuck these dudes up you know uh uh to for 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 lack of a better saying um so uh that was my fifth best movie of of the year and honestly i don't even the reason why i was conflicted is because i don't even know if i really liked it so much as i just thought it was just like a weird gory bizarre movie uh but anyways that, that was that was that was my fifth one uh what else you have for me eddie so uh number four uh it's not a film it's a tv series mm. came out january last year cheer on netflix uh cheer was fucking fantastic uh this this was like i'm, I'm not really into like gymnastics or anything like that but man they did this series well you got to like follow the lives of you know these uh college students at uh i believe it was uh navajo or navarro college um which is a community college so it's only a two-year college and you know this is like the most prestigious sought after college there is and you know like 
what they put these girls uh, and guys through, um, you know, uh, being in like the South of Texas and, you know, you have, you know, gay cheerleaders, um, you know, trying to be accepted, you know, in the community, you know, what, oh, man, like the backstories that some of these people had, there was a little bit of controversy with one of the stars uh, recently. He's kind of in a little bit of a trouble, but overall fantastic. Kind I mean, of trouble once you start watching. Oh, no gloss over uh, that. Uh, he, uh, he may have requested some images from teenage boys type of stuff. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was sad uh, to hear that because he was really, uh, the rising star. I don't, you know, I'm not going to go too far into it, but the show overall, fantastic. Like check it out if you need a good pick me up, um, you know, for 2021, the start of it. Yeah. Um, for, for my next one, uh, I'm going to go with a, a series. Uh, uh, and I probably should have did this, uh, pulled it up, but uh, I'm going to go with a, a show, man. Um, I'm going to go with Watchmen. Um, it was it was a weird fucking show to watch. Uh, uh, and it, it's an HBO series uh, based off of the um, based off of the uh a graphic novel of course um and yeah it was just a weird fucking series uh in in that uh you you the, the place you start at uh ultimately isn't the place like it, it, and even honestly just starting the series uh you're not really uh you don't really expect what you're kind of seeing immediately at least you know if you uh, if you watched like the movie, right, or if, and uh, I, didn't, I didn't read the graphic novel myself, but I just was not expecting what we got in the series. Uh, so uh, David uh, Lindenoff, I believe that's his name, uh, was a show, uh, show creator, uh, gave us something really fucking out of left field, uh, and it, it it holds you pretty much the whole time. There's some, I think, dead parts there in the middle, but they had a specific reveal towards the end of the the, the series that um, was just like man that was that was kind of worth a little bit of that dry spell in the middle there um but uh but yeah um yeah that that, that and and regina king man she like i can't say enough good things about her and i'm looking forward to seeing what she does as a director going forward but she she killed it in the series uh pretty much everybody did who, who was involved with the series um you know did, did such a great job but anyways yeah that, that was my uh that's my next that's my fourth uh favorite uh thing that i watched in uh 2020 so uh, number three for me would be Netflix film. I'm thinking of ending things mm. uh, based on the novel of the same name. <sighs> Fucking beautifully done. I mean, uh, this, this is a Charlie Kaufman movie. And I mean, you can't really go wrong. Um, I thought this movie, everything from the story to the psychological aspect of it, the suspense that it gives you, the cinematography, you know, moving, uh, you know, from the past to the, you know, f- uh, to the future, uh, all while being in the same moment. And, you know, you're kind of hearing a conversation between you or I, I guess uh, the main character himself and like the, you know, the, the, the made up fictional characters in his mind and scenarios. Like, I mean, just beautifully done. We did a press play on it, or I should say you guys did. You guys uh definitely check it out watch the movie first watch the press play it was fantastic yeah um this was an interesting movie i i would say the least i i, I did read the book um and uh and i wanted to kind of compare notes on the actual series uh or the, the movie itself um there were some key things that i feel like they left out in the movie yeah. 
uh, that would have helped us out as far as, uh, uh, you know, understanding sort of like what the fuck's going on um, in, in, in the movie. Um, so I think they, they kind of they could have made it a little better in terms of just like adding some things that they had in the book that yeah. would have given some context uh, to what we were seeing. But, uh, but yeah, all in all, yeah, I thought it was just a weird, it was just a weird movie. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I can appreciate why you have it on, on your, um, uh, on your, on your, on your list there. Um, my next movie uh, is, uh, is one that was, this was supposed to save like, like, We've had a fucking insane year, right? Insane year. Um, uh, where everything's shut down. Um, here we are. Theaters are shut down. And everybody's wondering when the fuck are our <laughs> theaters coming back, right? And uh, it, was, it was debated for a while like, exactly when that would happen. Um, but uh, around uh, June, we, we, we sort of were thinking, okay, guys, I think we're going to be back here. I think we're going to do it here. Uh, but alas, that wasn't the case. It wasn't until July that we really got our first taste of, of new material coming out in theaters. And that, of course, Tenet. Just a word, Tenet. Um, I thought this movie was brilliant. I thought it was brilliant. Uh, I thought it was so fucking interesting. It was so weird. Uh, and I've said weird about 18,000 times. Um, <laughs> but it, it was just, you know, it, it was another classic turn from Nolan um, with his manipulation of time. Uh, and uh, this was his strangest yet. Uh, you know, if, if I could say so myself. And like, I'm in awe. I'm still in awe of how technically it was it was shot and how the story kind of like wove together. You can say what you will about the plot, but how they technically pulled this thing off was just fucking mind blowing in terms of how they were able to make everything just line up and, and at least make somewhat sense. Um, it was, uh, it, 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 I was always standing by the idea that it was just not the movie to bring people back out to theaters because of the type of movie that it was. It was just, it's so yeah. technically dense. Um, and the, the plot, it's, it's a little hard to follow, uh, in terms of understanding exactly what's happening at any given moment in time. So what you need to get people back out to theaters is something easy, you know, even a 19, uh, or a woman, wonder woman, 1984, as much as I load the movie, even that would have been better served to bring people back out because it's just something that I can fucking eat popcorn to and, and just fucking, you know, just watch. And that would have brought everybody back out rather than just the cinephiles you know yeah. um but yeah tenant tenant gets my my ring for a third uh the the or, or i guess the second best movie that i've uh or third best movie i guess that i've seen this year sorry mm -hmm. you're all right so uh second best movie is a netflix documentary this one is called american murder the family next door and what made this one of the best things that I saw in 2020 was they used exclusively uh, footage from homemade videos, text messages, body cam footage, and, you know, police and uh, news footage. They did not interview a single person for this documentary. They did not, you know, so much as, you know, look at an article or a book. Uh, to show you on screen, it played out through home videos uh, of you know uh, Chris Watts' wife um, 
and text messages that she's having between her and her friends, you know, while her husband is, you know, being disingenuous, you know, he is, you know, being removed from the family, you know, their marital struggles, you know, all while the police is trying to figure out what happened to her and really what happened to the two children. It's so tragic. It's so eerie. It's so fantastically well done. When I watched this, I literally, I mean, I was crying when I ended up watching it because I felt so bad to what happened to her and the children. But then I literally had to go to Anna and be like, like, am I not communicating enough with you? Like, do you ever feel like I'm just like lying to you? Because like, what can I do to make you not feel like this woman felt, you know, with Chris Watts as her husband? I'm like, I need you to know that like, I'm here. I'm 100% in this. Like, it made me feel some kind of way, but like so fantastically well done. I recommend it. If you have not seen it, if you can deal with you know murder documentaries like this one was so well done mm. don't watch it during work too because i got like no work done <laughs> when i watched it <laughs> they were like daddy what's up with that uh, email you're supposed to send what do you know like, well it's because like you have to read so many text messages on screen and everything like i was like god damn <laughs> yeah um yeah, so 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 my next uh, my my runner up for the favorite my favorite thing that I watched this year uh, was actually a movie that we we just recently uh, did a uh, a press play for. Uh, so go check that out. Um, uh, it's uh, the movie Black Bear, um, and uh, the reason why I, I selected this as uh, my favorite or, or my runner up for for favorite movie of the year was. Uh, it's just a f- again weird. We- I was really into weird movies this year, uh, and this is no exception. Uh, it's 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 a uh, Aubrey Plaza's in it, so you know it's going to be fucking strange somehow. Um, uh, and it, uh, it 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 centers around a, a woman. She's going on this retreat to go write a book or uh, finish writing a movie, uh, and. Uh, it's told from basically two different sort of like perspectives or I'm not going to do it justice by trying to explain it, but um, Mm. the first part of it is basically her going on this retreat and she's greeted by this couple who run this Airbnb and she basically, you know, you know, falls for the husband or I guess, you know, her and her husband are attracted to each other. So they, or they're not married. I'm sorry. They're not, the couple isn't married. It's just uh, they're they're dating, but they're having a kid. They're having a baby. Um, and Ari Plaza, you know, gets into entanglement uh, as uh, as um, what's her name? Uh, Jada Pinkett would say an, an entanglement uh, or isn't that the word she used? I think so. Yeah. An entanglement. Um, uh, with um, with the the, the guy. Uh, and so th- that's the first part of it. And then the second part is basically of them shooting a movie about this. <laughs> this kind of scenario but the like uh, the the roles are kind of reversed where the husband or the 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 guy is now the director of the film and like it's just a weird fucking movie is is the best i can do yourself a favor if you if you're into some like weird shit uh go check this movie out it it won't disappoint as far as just being strange adventure that you're going to go on uh and i thoroughly enjoyed it it got it had some really good laughs in it um, and, uh, it, it told a really, uh, complex story, but did it in a very sort of like, as weird as it might say, you know, it'd be just to say, uh, a, a simplistic way. Um, even though it, it's a 
they told the story in a, in a really strange, uh, strange, strange way. Uh, what is your runner-up, Betty? I wouldn't be a runner-up. This would be number one, right? Oh, this is okay. Yes, I'm sorry, I lost my place. Yes, yeah, yeah. One, yeah. I'll get you my runner-up shortly, but uh, my uh, number one is a Canadian pop original series called Shit's Creek. And while this was not a 2020 release series, it ended in 2020. The final season, I believe, was uh, final episode was April of uh, 2020. Fucking hilarious of a show, you know, uh, created by um, uh, I believe it was uh, Dan Levy um, and uh, Eugene Levy, you know, father son duo also had their uh, sister in it as well. The comedy in that is so funny. We just watched an entire like three, four episodes where they were talking about Bosnia. Like nobody talks about Bosnia. Like they're trying to, you know, say Bosnian words in it. And I'm like laughing my ass off. Like this show, if you need a good pick me up, you know, feel good story with some raunchy humor. Like this is it, man. This was done so well. I don't know a person who doesn't like Shit's Creek. And if you don't like Shit's Creek, you can go to Shit's Creek for all I care. <laughs> uh yeah uh so i i it's not that i don't like the series uh i just i i haven't been able to sit all the way through it i've watched it in bits and spurts uh because my uh my significant other uh thoroughly enjoys the show um well you know what you can go to Shit's creek but okay fair (laughs) enough uh (laughs) you wouldn't be the first person to tell me that um uh, but uh yeah, I just um, yeah, I just haven't been able to kind of get all the way through it. Uh, but uh, but I, I do plan to at some point in time because uh, uh, do it, man. I, it's I, fantastic. And it gets so much better too. like seasons two and three. Uh, fucking hilarious. Once it like really picks up. Yeah. Um, OK, uh, now for my favorite movie uh, of uh, the year. Um, this uh, again. For all of the movies that I've seen this year, I've said that they uh, they're just weird movies. This is the exception to that that rule this year for me. It wasn't a weird movie, uh, but it was a very. In fact, I would say the reason why I, I think uh, really, really, really liked this movie and thought it was probably the best movie that I've seen this year was because of I guess how real it is, uh, which is obviously a huge departure from, from the rest of the things that were on my list. Uh, I, I would have to say is this it's, uh, movie uh, Lingua uh, Franca uh, was, was probably my, my favorite movie of the year. Um, it tells the story uh, uh, of um, a transgendered woman um, who she um uh, she's uh, here, uh, you know, she, she's here undocumented and she's, she's trying to become uh, documented. Uh, so she's, you know, basically she had this deal set up with this guy. They were going to marry uh, and essentially it was going to be for that purpose. But then he backs out uh, and the family that she's working for uh, as uh, basically she's taking care of their grandma um, and uh, their, the grandson comes back and is kind of like staying with them. Um, and he's kind of a fuck up, uh, you know, and, and so, but he ends up falling for, uh, for, for her in this case. Um, and, uh, and yeah, uh, you know, not, not to go too, too, too far into this, the, the story. It just was, uh, it was a really like emotionally, I think accurate 
you know, movie in terms of with these characters set up in this in this place, this is how they would react. Uh, this was probably the best movie that I've seen this year that that did that. Um, and and the story it was it was muted in a way that it wasn't something that was like flashy. It just showed you what life was like, you know, uh, especially for somebody who's undocumented, you know, in in, in the U.S. Uh, uh, the 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 fear you sort of live in every fucking moment that fucking ice or you know somebody's gonna fucking just bust down your door even though you've been here for years even though you fucking pay taxes even though you know you you do all this shit that basically means like you're a fucking american um you live in constant fear that you're at any moment in time you can be be plucked out of uh you know out of this life that you sort of built for yourself even though you're not really doing anything wrong you know um and so uh so yeah i i would say that hands down this is the movie that I, i i think was just uh it was a, it was it was just a great movie from top to bottom. There, there's nothing really bad that I can say uh, say say about it. Uh, but yeah, um, with that being said, um, for one, let us know in the comment section below. You know what you guys, what movie you guys uh, fuck with last year in 2020. Uh, and uh, I will say for my honorable uh, mentions, uh, I, I would have to say the the Five Bloods uh, from Spike Lee. I think I have to throw in there as as an honorable mention, um, as well as. Uh, we decided not to talk about the movies they didn't like because you know it really gives a fuck if you didn't like the movie. But but I will have to say, uh, there were a couple movies this year that did really just just like why, you know that's the only word you can come up with. Uh, the the latest of which was Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. I will have to give that uh put that in a why category. Uh, why did we choose to go in that direction? Um, with with the movie. Um, do, do you have anything like that, Eddie? That you uh, any movies like Mank. Mank. Mank was one hundred percent. I I know stylistically and for what it was in the genre and the club that you would have to be in to fully grasp the movie. I get it. It was two hours of nothing. Pure <laughs> yeah. garbage. Yikes. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, what I can say about a movie like Mank is I feel like we weren't the audience for Mank. I feel like that wasn't made for that was made for people who knew of that era. Who, Again, who we're know, not in the club. kind of like the backstory and all that, and I think that they would have thoroughly enjoyed, uh, you know, that, that movie. I don't think it was for anybody who doesn't really have a preconception of, yeah, the whole idea of Mank and, and Citizen Kane, and you know, the fact that he wrote it but wasn't given oh, credit. No, dude, yada, Citizen yada. Kane was great. I uh, like, I loved Citizen Kane. I've did, seen it plenty really? of times. And I, did you really? Yeah. You really love the movie Citizen Kane? Yeah, yeah. So, so I was in theater in high school. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the uh, the the movies that we ended up watching Naturally. as just a group. So like th- there's like a bit of a nostalgia S- to why I do like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I enjoyed Citizen Kane. It was, it was a good movie. Um, before we finish up my runner up and it was it was a tough choice between uh, Schitt's Creek and the season finale of America 2020. That was one big shit yeah. show. And it ended beautifully. Yeah, that, that was actually Someone. meant to be like my <laughs> my my my. I, I should have mentioned that off top that that was, was probably the most entertaining shit that happened this year was just, absolutely uh, the season finale for America. Uh, the the end to the twenty twenty uh, presidential election uh, was was not to be missed. Uh, it, you know uh, what else can you say about a fucking movie that you know leaves everybody watching for like five days straight? <laughs> you know, uh, a watching fucking uh, you know I. I forget the dude's name on cnn but uh he's a dude, dude like he remained quaffed for like 
fucking like five days straight. He never oh, took yeah. a break. We never even saw him <laughs> go to the bathroom. And yet no hair was like out of place ever. I don't know how the fuck he did it. Uh, I, I, I think his last name's King or something like that. Um, it was the the prediction guy. The, uh, the, yeah. uh, the model prediction scenario. Yeah, uh, guy. Steve Kornacki on MSNBC. We mm-hmm. all fucking enjoyed seeing him hyperventilate for like five days, you know, uh, pointing to different fucking things on the screen. We didn't we never at any point knew what the fuck he was talking about. But still, you know, we enjoyed it. And, and, you know, the spinoff that we get from all of this is the Rudy Giuliani continuous, you know, show that we get. So, you yeah. know, it brought us plenty of joy and it seems like it'll continue. Yeah. Giving Seeing us joy. hair dye fall down his face as he's having a press conference was it had to be the <laughs> highlight of the year. Uh, that was just that was amazing. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 2020 was a fucking crazy year. Uh, I don't think I really have much more to say about it than mm-hmm. that. Um, but there was were some bright spots in these movies that we talked about. Uh, but with you know, with all that being said, let us know what you thought was worth uh, watching in, in 2020, um, and uh, you know, maybe even things you didn't find <laughs> worthy of watching in 2020 that you regret you did watch. Either way, let us know uh, in the comment section below. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that is our fucking show. For today, we appreciate you so fucking much for joining us. Um, the first of 2021. Uh, first of 2021. We're in the books already, uh, hitting the ground running. Uh, we got much more fire for you uh, for the rest of the year. Uh, hoping to a very successful 2021 for not only the podcast, but just society in general. Hope we do a little better this year than we did last year, uh, to, to say the least. Um, but uh, but yeah, with all that being said, uh, if you stuck with us all the way through, uh, obviously you're a you know uh, a supporter of the show. We appreciate that. But hit that like button, smash that uh, subscribe button, uh, you know, and uh, share, share the shit with anybody and everybody. We, we appreciate you guys. We see us, we're growing, you know, slowly but surely. So we, we appreciate you guys fucking with us um, and, and riding with, uh, with us through, through thick and thin. Um, yeah, with, with, with that being said, uh, I think we, we are indeed going to uh, hit uh, the very, very usual uh, protocol here. Fade out. Peace the fuck out, ladies and gentlemen. Happy New Year's.